Welcome to Main Menu for December 5th, 2009. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week, we visit with Greg Stilson of Humanware about the newest generation of the BrailleNote family, dubbed the Apex. We talk about the upcoming feature list for the product, and we ask Greg the hard-hitting question, why a dedicated note-taker? Next, we begin a two-part series with Ricky Inger of Serotech. Serotech's meeting collaboration program, Accessible Event, is once again in the spotlight, and we'll ask Ricky why that is. We'll also demonstrate the use of the program by actually conducting the interview using Accessible Event. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Well, this week we're visiting with Greg Stilson of Humanware, and I'd like to welcome you back to Main Menu. The last time we talked, I think we were discussing the imminent release, or maybe it actually had released, of uh, Keysoft version 8. So, Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's great to be back on, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Well, since our last conversation, you guys have released an exciting new product, and I know that Marlena Lieberg has talked about it on ACB Radio, but why don't you go ahead and tell us, uh, in your own words, what this new product is? Sure. Yeah, as most of you have probably already heard, if you you listen to the uh, interview with Matthew, my colleague, um, Marlena and Matthew work (laughs) extremely well as a team. And uh, Matthew had described the Braille Note Apex, which we had released uh, or launched about, uh, I think, about two weeks ago now. Um, the Braille Note Apex is the next model in the Braille Note line of products that we've been uh, featuring for about 10 years now. Uh, featuring at the very beginning in 2000 the Braille Note Classic, which, or, well, at the time it was just called the Braille Note, but now we refer to it as the Braille Note Classic. In 2005, the Braille Note Empower, and now in, well, by the time we actually uh, ship of the majority of our units, it'll be uh, 2010 in the Braille Note Apex. Uh, we, we are looking at beginning to ship um, very soon, very, very soon. So um, the Apex is basically the same um, ergonomics that the Empower and Classic model uh, featured. So basically, it's going to feel identically the same. You're going to feel the same keys. You're going to feel the same thumb keys. You're going to feel uh, a very, very similar, if not higher quality Braille display, um, but in a much, much, much thinner package um, and obviously much more powerful. Um, so the, the Apex, as I mentioned, is going to, to feel very similar, but is going to just the amount of of new capabilities and new features that are going to be possible on this new product is, is, um, (laughs) it's pretty incredible. Now, obviously to develop new hardware, that's quite a cost to you guys. And unfortunately it's a cost to the user as well, but why is that necessary sometimes from a development standpoint to move to new hardware? Well, that's a good question. Uh, we, when you deal with it, as everybody knows, technology and hardware, change on a it seems like you know every other month there's something new uh, new out there and with the speed of technology in in today's society and the 
you know, how often things come out, um, the software and the, the capabilities in, in mainstream technologies also change. And so, you know, in order to, with, with a product such as the Braille Note and with the, with the, the capabilities that it has, we have to develop and, and design new hardware in order to give us this functionality of, of the new features. So, for instance, you had a, a Braille Note uh, Empower in 2005 that, you know, has, had, at the time was a breakthrough. You had two USB ports and you had uh, built-in Bluetooth at the time, which was incredible. You could do amazing things. We could have a GPS built into the device and not have to have your GPS receivers strapped up and look like you're going to take into outer, you know, launch into outer space when you cross the street because you, you know, <laughs> you had these wires running all over your body. You know, so that in in that regard is incredible. But at the same time, now you know, five years later, we're trying to keep up with ever-changing technology, and to do that, we have to design. Um, a new product. We have to come out with a new, more powerful, a new, more powerful processor, more memory, in order to allow us to keep up with this mainstream technology. And so, um, that's exactly what we've done with this with this new product. Um, yes, there's more costs um, on our end to design this, the product, but in, at the same time, we're getting uh, more features, a slimmer design, a lighter product that you're going to want to carry around more often. Um, and the the best part about it is that with our you know with the the cost that we've we've had to have you know as a as a company uh the cost to the the customer is identical we haven't raised the cost even though the the cost is, is to us have been you know we've had to have cost to design the product so um we're very happy to to release the product um at the same cost that the braille note has always been Excellent. Now the product has started shipping, correct? Uh, we are currently looking at our inventory, and it will be shipping very soon. It has not quite started shipping yet. Okay. It will be, uh, as I mentioned, very very soon. I can't give an absolute date. Um, people have been tossing around December first, and I, I, I thought that it said early December. There may have been a press release that I missed that said December first, but uh, it it will be early December. Yeah, people get pretty excited about those dates sometimes, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you guys can't. And, and I mean, I don't know of any company that um, absolutely makes an in stone promise of a date, but people you know, will pick up on anything they hear. So fair enough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I can assure you that it will be very very soon. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are ready to get this out. You've been working on this a long time, I'm sure. Absolutely. We've been, uh, I believe, in 2006 or 2005, we started focus groups around the country and um, really dealing with, with the teachers and Braille uh, note professionals, people who used it in their workplace, uh, students directly. We, we pulled all these people together around the country, and, and uh, <laughs> as quietly as we could, we asked them, you know, basically, what what do you want in a new product? What's what is what are you going to benefit from on a daily basis that um, is going to increase your productivity both at work or school? Um, and then especially as a teacher, you look at what what's going to help you as a teacher work with your student who's using a braille note. And um, so it's it's been a long process, but when you when you touch the braille note apex and and use it for the first time, you're going to see the results of of four years of, of research.
Excellent. So, uh, I mean, you've mentioned several things that the unit has to offer, the slimmer design, the uh, high-quality Braille display. What are some other things that we'll find under the hood, so to speak? Sure. Um, as uh, there's, you know, you can, you can read these, these <laughs> technical specs until you're blue in the face, yeah. but that, that's why I'm here is that I want to describe them. Um, first off, the, the Windows operating system, uh, Windows CE6, uh, is, is going to be under the hood. That's what Keysoft, uh, which has made, been the most popular um, interface uh, of applications, is really is, is over the top of. So you have, you have Windows CE6, which is the backbone of the operating system, and then we, we design Keysoft, which is the simplified interface on top of that. And what Windows CE6 allows us to do is a lot of more advanced features. It gives us the, the capability to have the multiple Bluetooth uh, interfaces connected to it. So, for instance, um, if I want to have a Bluetooth earpiece connected to my uh, Braille Note and also have my GPS receiver, I can now do that. Whereas the Braille Note Empower in the past didn't, didn't give us that capability. We didn't have that kind of functionality. One, because of the Bluetooth stack that was in Windows CE4 and and, and two, because of also the, the decrease in memory. So um, you're also going to see an increase, as I mentioned, in memory, um, up to 256 megs, I believe, from 64. And the memory is, is really what allows you to do your day-to-day tasks. Everybody thinks memory means, you know, my hard drive space or how many megabytes can I store, and that's, that's not the case. Memory is, is what, what can I do on a day-to-day basis. You look at... Uh, on a PC, the, the 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 RAM capability is how many programs can I have open at one time? If if something is doing one thing and I am trying to do something else, is it going to lock up the computer? The same thing goes for a portable device like the Braille Note. So this increase in memory really gives us uh, an ability to do a lot more things with the with the operating system with the interface. So. Um, you're going to see a lot of the similarities that I mentioned. You're going to see the same thumb keys and keys. Um, the on-off switch feels the same. It's in the same. Uh, we we really tried to not reinvent the wheel on this. Everybody loves the ergonomic, or uh, of of the Braille Note. Um, that was the number one request that we heard from users: is don't take away our thumb keys. Please don't take away our thumb keys. It's it's how I read on a daily basis. It's the most efficient way that we can read. Please don't take them away. And we didn't. It's, you know, it's one of those things where if it isn't broke, don't fix it. So um, the reset button, as every portable device um, has, is in the same place. Um, it's right behind the on-off switch. The, the difference that users are going to see with this reset button is that it's, it's less recessed than it, it has been in the past. So you don't have to go digging for a stylus or a headphone jack or a fork or whatever you're looking for uh, to reset your Braille note. But the positive thing about the reset button is you will not have to hit it nearly as much um, in just dealing with uh, your day-to-day applications. It's, and that's, that's that memory coming into play. Um, browsing on the web, for instance, I was browsing. I'm a big football fan myself, and I was browsing uh, NFL.com on Sunday and using the Apex and had no problems. Uh, never had to reset the device one time, never had to do anything, was able to keep up with my scores and my fantasy updates just like I would do on a PC. So it was very, very promising. Um, moving to the back of the machine, you're going to see 
three USB ports. Um, you're going to see, and those are the standard high-speed 2.0 ports, uh, so connecting your USB thumb drives, your hard drives, um, USB printers or embossers, those kind of things. Um, we're going to have a stand or an SD high-capacity card slot. Um, those of you who are Victor Reader Stream users, it's the same type of card slot that's in the Victor Stream. gives you that kind of capability to be able to store um, multiple amounts of data or extreme amounts of data. Uh, you could throw a 32-gigabyte card in there and be able to store you know, your music or whatever you have on there. But the need for large amounts of storage is not going to be nearly as necessary as it is with the Empower because the Apex has a built-in 8-gigabyte flash chip in it, meaning that on the BrailleNotes internal flash chip, internal what a lot of people refer to it as its hard drive, you can store 8 gigabytes, whereas on the Empower that was 120 megabytes. So a vast improvement with the, uh, with the internal uh, storage. And then just finishing up the back of the unit, uh, we have some lights, uh, some LEDs. And this is mainly for uh, a this sighted teacher or a parent or somebody to determine if something's functioning. What, what's nice about it for, um, for if you take it in from a teacher's perspective or, uh, or a sighted coworker's perspective, if, if you're charging the unit, um, we have three lights, one for the, for the power, so the charging, one for the wireless built-in, which is uh, a new feature of the Apex, the built-in wireless, whether that feature is turned on and off, and you'll have a, a, a light reflecting that, and then the, also the uh, built-in Bluetooth. So if those features are turned on, you will, the lights will be illuminated, and if they're turned off, they won't be. Um, what's nice about that is if the Braille node is charging, the, uh, the LED, the charging light will be blinking on and off as the Victor Stream light does. And then when it's charged, uh, the light goes solid, reflecting to the sighted person that the uh, Braille note is charged. And just as you've always been able to do with the Braille note, you can always go to the options menu and press the letter P for power to check your charging status. So, um, Last really exciting feature on the back of the unit is uh, built-in Ethernet. So your high-speed 10-100 Ethernet cables can now be plugged in directly into your uh, Apex. And that as well um, allows you then to get on the Internet and do your email, whatever you need to do. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep. Moving around to the side of the unit, the right side, uh, you have the power cord jack, so that's where you plug in your AC adapter. And then one of the, something that's going to seem very small to some users and very large to others, uh, it's pretty exciting, is uh, the USB client uh, connection. So the connection that allows you to plug in your Apex to your PC is now located on the side of the Apex. And the reason we did that is because it's now giving the user the ability to plug in their Apex via the USB connection and use it as a refreshable Braille display with their screen reader. And the reason we put it on the side is now it makes it very simple to butt the, you know, connect or, or push up the, the Apex close to the keyboard, just as you'd use a standard refreshable Braille display. And we did this because of, um, one, the quality of the Braille, but two, the, the thickness of the Apex. The Apex's thickness is now point, I believe it's 0.78 inches thick, which makes it very comparable to a standard Braille display size that uh, you can purchase. So no longer is it just, uh, you, 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 or no longer are you using a, 
just a serial connection to connect to the, the PC, but you now have a note taker, um, a PDA device, which now can also be used as a uh, refreshable barrel display with, with the uh, screen reader very, very simply. Very good. I think, I think Jamie, um, oh, I forgot one, <laughs> one very important feature, one new feature, and that is the, in the middle, in between the 1, 2, 3, and 4, 5, 6 keys on a BT unit, is uh, the new scroll wheel. And the scroll wheel um, is a circular wheel that is, um, an individual could take their finger and basically rotate it uh, around the circle. And what that does is, uh, those of you who are familiar sort of with, the, with other technologies, such as iPod or things like that, um, it allows you to navigate the, the device, navigate the operating system, uh, navigate Keysoft, um, by just simply rotating your finger around this wheel every, and this wheel will, you'll, you'll feel a click every time you move one item at a time. But what really makes this feature positive is that, uh, somebody who's not familiar with, with the Braille notes say, um, can, re can really identify with this, this control very easily and use the device. Um, without having to memorize a lot of commands, you can you can rotate that uh, you can rotate that wheel, navigate one item at a time, or if you know that something's six or seven items down the list, uh, you can spin it quite quickly, and it just really improves the navigation experience. Um, and that's that's the same if uh, you're in a document, you can navigate down several lines or or move the display several lines. Um, and then around that, uh, that scroll wheel are four controls as well that have individual functions. For instance, it's, uh, it's an up, down, left, and right arrow um, that the user can press. And the, the down arrow typically is used as a help command. So the Braille Notes, Keysoft's uh, context-sensitive help commands are, are quickly and easily one keystroke away um, to a user that, you know, if your finger's already on the scroll wheel, you can just tap that if you know, if you need if you need some some assistance. So, okay. I think that I think that about does it, Jamie. Um, what's the uh, battery replacement like on the new unit? Is it the same? Uh, um, I mean, obviously, does humanware need to do that? No, absolutely not. Great question. I did. I knew I'd forget a couple things, Jamie. The uh, the battery replacement. That's a huge positive for for the Apex, and that is that uh, it's a user replaceable battery. That's the number, probably the number two thing that people requested is I don't want to send in my Braille note anymore for a simple battery replacement. Um, there's a switch right on the back of the unit. You just switch it one way, and the battery will pop straight out. We can ship you out a new battery immediately, and you pop it right back in. So, uh, for those users who have, you know, two, three-year-old Braille notes, um, the uh, the batteries no longer the whole unit, and it doesn't have to come back in. So, it's a very simple replacement. Yeah. What models does the Apex come in? Uh, currently, the Braille Note Apex comes in the uh, BT or Braille keyboard 32 cell display. Um, or the QT or QWERTY style keyboard, 32 cell display. Um, right now, the, those are the most popular uh, units that people have requested, and that's the the units that are the the size or the style that that the majority of our users uh, are currently using. And you said that the price is the same. I mean, I believe it's 61.95, if I'm not mistaken. 
for a new unit. That's correct, yep. And mm-hmm. uh, there are some trade-in options, are there not? Absolutely, and um, I wanted to definitely highlight on these. Uh, just as uh, in, in 2005 we had an upgrade path to the Empower, we now have an upgrade path to the Apex. Um, the, and this is something that you'll, you'll probably need to talk to the a customer service representative if you do want to do this option, but uh, for those uh, users who have a BrailleNote Empower 32 cell, we will give you a, a trade-in uh, credit towards a, an Apex. I believe it's, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, Jamie, I do yeah. apologize. I think no, it's something okay. like 20, 2200 or 2000, something along those right. lines. Like I said, it's best, it's best to just call our customer service representative and they can give you those numbers. Um, but uh, pretty much any Braille, Braille note product um, can be traded in, whether it's an Empower 32 cell all the way down to our Voice Note Classic lines. You can trade in a, a Voice Note Classic. You can trade in a Braille Note Classic for a credit on an Apex. So those users who have their, their uh, you know, eight, nine-year-old Braille Note Classics, you, you, you can get something for those devices. So if you're looking at getting a new Braille Note, that's definitely an option available. Sure. So if I turn on the uh, the new Apex, um, what's the software going to look like to me? Keysoft and the applications that are in it. Just like I mentioned before, um, the the Keysoft operating system is is going to the device, the the ergonomics, everything is going to look similar to what you're used to. So those users who have been used to using a Braille Note, they're saying, "Do I have to?" you know, learn a whole new device, is there going to be a learning curve? Well, yeah, there's new features. But the the beauty the beautiful thing about Keysoft is that it's very fluent. It's very you know, the Keysoft operating system, Keysoft seven uh, versus Keysoft eight, you don't have to do a whole lot of relearning of the, the operating system. Um, and Keysoft nine, which comes with the Braille Note Apex, is going to be uh, well, in this case, uh, no different than, than Keysoft 8. And the reason we did that, Keysoft 9 um, is essentially going to be the exact same version of Keysoft, but now with the upgraded capability of the Apex. And the reason we did this is because with any new uh, platform, hardware platform, any new device like this, you, you have to establish a solid foundation before you can start to... Uh, expand before I can before we can add new features and add new capabilities. We need to make sure that the existing functionality of Keysoft is is stable is is just what our users need, and then we can start adding in the 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 new features and adding in the new the bells and whistles and things like that. But when you receive uh, a new Apex, you will have uh, Keysoft 9, which is the identical version of Keysoft 8 on an Empower. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to see new capabilities. As I mentioned before, I'm using Keysoft 9, and I was able to browse the Internet for, I believe I was on it for almost three and a half hours on Sunday. Never had to hit the reset button one time. Never had to, never had any lockups or anything like that. So you're going to have new capabilities, but it's capabilities that the, are not built in because of the, the interface, but it's more because of the new capability, the hardware. Um, so that's... I. I does that answer your question? It does, actually, very much. Great, great. Um, 
kind of coming down the line. I mean, you know, you've you've uh, made several references to the fact that there are a lot of uh, possibilities that are ahead of you as far as development. What are some things that you you know you want to add in future releases? Not not asking for uh, time commitments or anything like that. Just some things that are on on your list. Sure. Um, and I'm going to use the word you just used. We do obviously have a feature list or a, um, a, a path that we want to follow. And these feature lists um, come from users. Uh, those, you know, you Braille Note users, and they come from our focus groups that we've, uh, we talk to. Um, starting one, one, one feature that I can highlight. Um, there's, as I said, there's a, a number of features that, that we're looking at, at doing or uh, implementing it down the line, but uh, one that I absolutely can talk about is, um, as I mentioned, when you, when you purchase an Apex, you're, you're getting Keysoft 8 on that Apex, but what we are saying uh, or we are doing is for those users who are purchasing the Apex, um, the next SMA, which will include improved Microsoft Word support. Um, that's a feature that obviously I think was number one on a lot of people's uh, priority list and is number one on ours as well. Um, improved Microsoft Word support um, is essential to the use of this device, and it's essential for the use of our students and our teachers and, and every user of, of this, this device. Um, if you get emailed an attachment that's in Microsoft Word format, you can't open it unless you, you some have them send it in a different format. It's, it's, it is an inconvenience. And as our users, um, myself included, have, have built up our little uh, tool kit of, of workarounds, um, that's our, our number one priority. So I can't give you a timeline on when that's going to be coming out, but all Apex purchases um, will get this, this first SMA with Word support, uh, improved Word support, uh, free. So a lot of people, I've, I, I work in tech support um, some of the times, and I, I've been hearing a lot of questions about, you know, well, it's a new device, so it's going to have a lot of bugs. Well, that's that's... First off, just using the device, that's, that's not the case. But second of all, um, even if you are worried about that, that's part of the, the, the insurance policy that we're giving you is that when you buy a Braille Note Apex, you're not just getting the Apex now, but you're also getting the fixes and the first SMA, the first software upgrade, uh, free. So I, I can't give you dates and I can't give you times, um, but, but do know that the, the features that you've requested um, are not going into a black hole. We, when you send an email to support at humanware.com um, and you give us a feature request, those all get forwarded to the appropriate person. I, I was actually in Phoenix about two weeks ago um, showing the, the Apex at a conference, and I had a customer come up to me saying, you know, I I send all these things and I get the same I get the same response back. Uh, it's been added to our list, and, and unfortunately, I I would love to elaborate more on that. But you know, when when I get an, uh, a feature request from somebody, um, I can I I forward it on and I say I say to that individual, it's been added to our list, and and thank you for the suggestion. You know, I can't I can't show everybody our list, but but do know that that all your feature requests and things like that, it's not just a candid response that we send out. It's it's the truth that we do forward it on to the appropriate person, and those then do get prioritized in our feature list uh, for 
for future software updates. So, excellent. What can current Empower um, and PK users expect? Uh, you know, those people that are are not going to be able to purchase a new unit uh, right away, or maybe they just uh, purchased uh, the Empower recently. What kind of upgrades are they going to be able to expect in the future? Sure. Uh, let me let me touch on the last thing that you said, and that is that those users who have recently um, purchased an Empower, and that's one thing that I didn't didn't mention at the time of you asked, that you asked about the uh, the upgrade path. But um, for those users that that did just recently purchase an Empower, and these are the users that bought and and had their purchase done after October first of '09. Uh, this is for users in the United States. Um, Humanware is offering uh, those users who bought a Braille Note Empower 32 cell after October 1st or as of October 1st, um, you can trade in your, or not, I'm sorry, you, you can exchange, I use this word incorrectly sometimes, you can exchange your newly purchased Braille Note Empower. If you buy a Braille Note Empower 32, you can exchange that straight up for a brand new Braille Note Apex. There's a lot of people that were hesitant on whether they can buy a Braille Note Empower, and they, they went ahead and did it. Well, they bought it after October 1st, and we're not leaving those people out in the, out in the cold. Those people can trade their Braille Note or, or exchange their a Braille Note Empower 32 straight up for a Braille Note Apex 32, or if they bought a Braille Note 18, uh, Braille Note Empower 18 cell after October, 30, or October 1st, I keep misspeaking that, they can trade their 18 cell directly uh, for the cost of the Braille Note Empower 18 cell. So, for instance, if I bought a Braille Note Empower 18, I will get the exact same amount of money that I paid for the Braille Note Empower 18 towards the Braille Note Apex. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Great. And then uh, to your previous part of the question, um, there will be two future SMAs scheduled for the Empower users. Um, we realize that there's a lot of people out there that the Empower is serving them just fine, and that's, that's what they want, and, and uh, it's, it's meeting their needs. And, you know, that's, this isn't the end of the software for the Braille and Empower. There are two more software upgrades scheduled for the Empower. Um, and just as all technology companies have to do, eventually we will have to stop uh, our development cycle for the for for a specific product, and so, you know, if you if you ask Microsoft uh, why aren't you coming out with maintenance releases for Windows 98, that's you know it's just not going to happen anymore. So, um, eventually, we do have to stop that kind of development cycle and and put our efforts towards uh, the future. There's been a lot of discussion about uh, why the dedicated note takers. We've got all kinds of technology these days. Why does a blind person need to spend a pretty good chunk of money for a dedicated note-taker when there are some mainstream options available? So I guess I'll just ask you, why, why the Braille note? Why the Braille note? Why a note-taker? Yeah. It's a really good question, and it's one that I actually get asked quite a bit when I do uh, demonstrations and workshops. I was in a, was in a uh, while ago, I was in, in Michigan doing a, a presentation, and a, a teacher actually asked me that. She said, you know, with the, the funding situations in school districts and in states these days, why, why do we need to shell out this month, you know, this money, or why do we need to, to have a dedicated note-taker? And um, the answer to that question is that a dedicated note-taker isn't always for everyone. Um, 
it's if if you have somebody who is an extremely proficient PC user and and loves their Braille display, um, then then that's that's for them. The the note taker is something that one I I hear why not a netbook and and a, and, a, and a Braille display? I hear that a lot. But you look at I can't one sling my netbook and my Braille display over my shoulder. Um, that weighs the whole combination weighs. Uh, you know, less than two pounds, essentially, or less than a pound and a half. So, one, the portability, that it's built all into one device, um, all in one case, which, by the way, is extremely improved on the Apex. Uh, we'll get into the case uh, in a second. But the, the, uh, the fact that it's an all-in-one device, one, and two, because of the simplified, you, you look at Keysoft and why people use a Braille note and why why school districts love Braille notes and why college students love Braille notes. And it's because of the simplicity of the operating system. The, 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 interface, I, the interface of Keysoft is the easiest interface to use probably in, in, in a note taker uh, in, in regards to the fact that it has the context-sensitive help. Everybody loves our context-sensitive help. Um, you you're in a word processing document and you forget a command. It's one keystroke away and the device says, if you're trying to copy, do this, or you're trying to, to enter block commands, do that. It's very simple to use. Um, you, you need the, the learning curve for, for, a, for a Braille note taker. Uh, the Braille note is significantly less than the, what there is on a, on a PC. Um, the fact that I don't have to remember, you know, how to get to uh, device manager to, to find out where my USB ports are, or I don't have to remember how to get to do certain things, how to use different keystrokes. Um, space bar and backspace will always move me forward and back, regardless of where I am. Um, so it's, it's the learning curve feature as well. Um, now, I'm not saying that that the Braille note is as powerful as a PC. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but what I am saying is, is if I need to quickly jump on the email um, and I need to receive my email and I need to send an email quickly, I don't have to wait a minute and a half, two minutes to boot up my computer. I can switch on the device with the built-in wireless of the Apex. I can jump on the Internet, get my email, retrieve it, send out a message in probably the same amount of time that it would take a PC to boot up. And that, that flexibility and portability is why people use note-takers. It's the fact that it's so easy and quick to do a task. I don't have to get through the whole boot-up sequence and get through the whole virus scanning <laughs> sequence and things like that. So you do have a, a vast improvement on, on usage time when you're dealing with, with a Braille note-taker. So I, I think... I think that answered your question. I <laughs> Let me know if I missed anything, Jer no. uh, Jamie. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, I I agree. As a as a musician, um, I do set lists very often on on the device, and you know, I'll put it up on top of a piano or on a stand by my keyboard, and it's instant on, uh, and I can get to what I need to. Plus, I also work with students with developmental disabilities, and uh, a lot of times I'm very quickly going from one student to the next one, and I need to quickly jot some notes down. 
uh, on a student and the ability to quickly grab the note taker, turn it on, um, you know, bring up the file, make the note, and then tuck it away in its little cubby hole before the next student gets there because they love buttons and you really don't want their little hands on your uh, braille display and your, and your buttons. Uh, but, you know, to be able to get that out of sight and out of the way, um, I've often thought, you know, if I tried that with the combination that you're talking about, a, a netbook or something with a braille display, I'm not sure how well that would work for me. So uh, I can definitely speak to the um, efficiency. Plus, I was even thinking as you were talking about the different um, age groups of people that use the uh, the note taker. You know, when when NLS came out with their with their products, it was interesting to watch the research that they had to do from everything from a savvy PC user to a hundred year old lady in a nursing home that needed to read a book. And I suspect Absolutely. you guys run into that sort of uh, varying degree of proficiency as well. Absolutely. On a daily basis, Jamie, when I'm, when I'm talking to people on, on technical support uh, in particular, I, I will talk to somebody who is uh, literally a second grader working with a teacher, and I will then talk to another uh, individual who's, I, I think he said he was uh, 84 years old, I believe. And the fact that they're both using um, the unit to do the exact same thing. Uh, my, the second grader I was working with, he wanted to print out his documents, and the 84-year-old that I was working with was, was writing, I believe, an address down, and he couldn't figure out how to, how to have that document moved on to a thumb drive. So, you know, it's, it's the fact that this device is not age-specific. You don't have to have a certain proficiency. You, the only proficiency you have to have is how to use Keysoft, and it's very, very simple to use Keysoft because Keysoft makes itself very simple to use it. As I mentioned before, you have the context help that makes everyone's life easier, and the fact that you don't always have to have this whole database of commands memorized in your brain to operate the device really makes it usable to all age groups. Um, one thing that I did forget, Jamie, that I, I can't—I I pushed so hard to 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 have it be part of the Apex—is is the uh, the visual display aspect um, on the back of the device. Um, I skipped over one very important component, and that is the the VGA port. Um, the VGA port allows you to connect a standard computer monitor right into the Apex and have the Apex's display uh, of what is happening in the operating system show up on the computer monitor. And that, before you would have had to use um, a serial cable connected to uh, a laptop using a program called KeyView, and this can still be, be done, you still will be able to connect up to a computer monitor or a computer and use KeyView. But now with the ability, if you have a monitor, you can disconnect it from your PC and plug it right into the Apex. And this is kind of feeding into the, the, our discussion about age groups. It's now a teacher using, uh, working with you know, a fifth or sixth grader on, on grammar or on, um, you know, in, a, in, a, in an English assignment or something like that, and they, they want to see exactly what the student's doing. They don't have to run through this whole configuration anymore. They simply plug in the computer monitor, and away they go. The teacher can see exactly what the student's doing. Some uh, a sighted individual can help somebody troubleshoot if they need to. So it's really expanding um, the the ability of, of what the teacher can do now uh, with this device. Great. Uh, so I, everything is all back translated then from Braille Absolutely. to print. Yeah. 
Okay, mm -hmm. that's excellent. Uh, one of the things that I was kind of curious just as a user about, uh, the synchronizing of uh, contacts is a little bit slow, uh, and I was wondering if that has been speeded up some in the, in the new unit. Um, the Well, one, let's just start with the procedure of, of synchronizing. Uh, the user does still use uh, need to have Microsoft Active Sync installed on their computer, and you plug it in using the... Uh, the USB cable that comes with the, the Apex. Um, and we are still using KeySync um, to make sort of the bridge between KeySoft and Microsoft Out Outlook. And so um, the, the speed is increased a little bit because of this, just strictly because of the processor. And also the uh, large thing is because of the USB port as well. Um, the speed is increased uh, a bit um, but that is something that is definitely on our list, improving the, the synchronization of, of the device with Microsoft Outlook. Um, as I mentioned, you are going to see an increase just because of the hardware features, but no, no real work has quite been done yet on, on the synchronization as of yet. Like I said, we need to get that foundation put in place first, but that is definitely high on our list. So, I mean, what I hear you saying is, as we talk is you've got this new hardware in place. You need to get that rolled out. You need to get that to people. And that really is the foundation and that you can start to build on. Absolutely. Yep. Without, a, without a stable version of, of Keysoft in a stable hardware and software platform, we, we cannot expand on that. Um, without there being issues down there, down the road. So our number one priority when, when, uh, launching this product is is stability and and that foundation. Once we have that foundation in place, then we can start implementing all of these features that everybody wants to to have in the Braille mode. And and now with this increased hardware capability, these are not possible. Great. Now, when we talked last time, uh, KeyChat was just being released, and we talked about the. Um, protocol that it used, and I, I apologize, I forget, I, this is not in my notes at all, but I forget the uh, the, the protocol that KeyChat 8 uses. Oh, XMPP, yep. Um, yep. What's the status of that? Are there more um, chat clients yet that are using that since the release of uh, version 8? Uh, just as we meant, we talked about before, um, it's the, the two largest ones are Google Chat and, and iChat, and there are um, a lot of users that I, I see now using this Google Talk um, capability, this XMPP protocol. Um, as of right now, there are, uh, from my knowledge, there's not a whole lot of extra um, clients that are using them. However, because Google is Google, um, people are really starting to jump on the bandwagon of, of GChat or Google Talk. And um, like I said, a lot of our users are, are communicating to other BrailleNode users or other, other friends or family through this client. Um, so as of right now, um, that's, that's kind of what we're, we're looking at is we tried to be you know, ahead of the curve on this one and, and hit something or use something that maybe wasn't as big at the time. But now because you know, uh, Gmail is starting to become so popular, um, we're starting to see a larger number of people using it. Is there anything that we haven't covered? We've talked about a lot. I uh, don't know if there's anything that you might want to uh, to mention. Oh, uh, <laughs> I will get some some uh, some feedback from my coworker if I don't mention the case. Um, and I know that it's it's 
Marlena's baby. She she really had a lot of influence on what she needed, what she wanted in this case, and uh, uh, the case for the Apex um, is extremely improved. Um, Matthew went over it with his uh, in his his mess or in his interview with Marlena, and I I just wanted to touch on a couple high points. Sure. Uh, number one, the case is uh, there is very very limited amount of Velcro on the case now. We use um, I believe it's three or four magnets. Uh, to connect the case to make it close up, so now you don't have to uh, be sitting in class and uh, pull open that Velcro and scare everybody around you. <laughs> you don't have that going on. Um, but uh, also on the bottom of the case, there is four, uh, I believe it's rubber little feet. And what this does is it really allows you stability when you're using it. Uh, if you're using it on a table or a desk, you don't have to worry about the thing sliding into your lap or sliding off the other side. So those are two really positive um, improvements on the case that may may seem small to some people, but trust me, it's it's going to make other people's real <laughs> note usage uh, situations a lot better. So um, myself included, I've been a note braille note user for almost ten years, and this is the best case that I've seen out there. And what along of, with the best product? Mm, absolutely. What kind of compartments are there in the in the case? Uh, the the case now offers uh, an external compartment, so the zipper pocket is now on the outside rather than the inside. So if you want to store your cables or your SD cards or whatever you're using, your thumb drive, it's easily accessible even when the case is closed. Um, and then uh, on the inside, uh, you can open it up, and there's a slot for a business card. Uh, or several business cards if you want to keep them there. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I remember reading somewhere was that in the Apex, the uh, basically the distance that you have to press the keys is less, and so you don't need near as much force. Uh, can you talk about that just a little bit? Sure. Uh, it's mainly noticeable on the thumb keys. Uh, the thumb keys, the shape and the feel of the thumb key is is virtually identical to what you'd be used to. The difference is that you don't have to push the thumb keys in nearly as far to advance the braille display. So um, looking in efficiency-wise, it you know milliseconds are milliseconds, but the fact that you, you can be reading along and just kind of tap the thumb key. Now, it's not enough that if you accidentally bump it, it's going to jump the display, but it's just it's one little tiny improvement um, that we, we did when, when testing our ergonomics with the... Uh, with the, the focus groups and things like that. Yeah, so it would make it a little bit quieter, I, I guess, as well? Absolutely, yep, yep. Well, excellent. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to visit with us, and uh, it really sounds like the Apex is going to be an excellent product, and it sounds like there's a lot of room for uh, just increased efficiency and, and a lot more productivity with the unit. So it sounds like it should be uh, a fascinating thing to to watch it develop. Yeah, it's going to be a, an exciting few months coming up here. Um, I I'm looking forward to it, and I know a lot of uh, our our entire humanoid team is looking forward to it. So, it's uh, it's been our our most popular product for for ten years now, and it's it's great to see uh, that excitement increase and and uh, continue. So. I, I definitely thank you, uh, Jamie, for having me on, and thank everybody for listening. So, um, it's uh, let's get excited. Absolutely, Greg Stilson with Humanware. Thanks for being on Main Menu.
Well, I'd like to welcome, once again to Main Menu, Ricky Inger. So, Ricky, we seem to be visiting quite frequently, and I suspect that is a tribute to the company that you work for. So, glad to have you again. Yes, it's exciting times at Saratech. It always is. I, I love my job because there's always something new just about every day, and I love to be able to uh, to talk about what I do and what Saratech is doing. So, yeah, it's great to be back. Well, the last time we visited, we were actually talking about Accessible Event, uh, which is, well, go ahead and tell our listeners just briefly what it is, and then we'll talk about why we're talking about it again today. Okay, so yeah, for those of you who don't know, Accessible Event is a meeting platform uh, which allows people to gather together, uh, present content, and uh, interact just as you would... Uh, say in an online classroom or a corporate meeting or what have you, accessible event is a way to do that, uh, go figure accessibly. It can be used as a standalone product, so it works equally well for blind and sighted folks. Or uh, it can be used alongside another meeting program, such as GoToMeeting or Adobe Connect and those types of things. We also do support captioning, so for those who are deaf or deafblind, if you arrange for a captioner for your meeting, you're going to have that content presented as well. I think uh, last time we talked, I had made a prediction that that uh, accessible event, or AE as you guys lovingly call it sometimes, might be one of those things that's a little bit under the radar for some people, but it might be really successful for you guys. Have I proven to be correct so far? Absolutely. It's one of those things that uh, when you talk about meeting platform, it sort of sounds boring. People imagine themselves being stuck in a corporate meeting and having somebody droning on in their ear and having to look at uh, graphs and charts and documents and that sort of thing. But uh, we we have meetings all the time without even really thinking about it. Uh, if you attend a class where your professor uses a PowerPoint presentation, that is the type of thing that a meeting platform can be used for. And I think that people are really discovering some interesting uses for accessible event that maybe aren't immediately obvious whenever you just say this is a meeting platform. So uh, we have been quite successful and we're happy about that. Talking about things that maybe uh, people hadn't thought of, the well, first of all, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. The reason we're talking about Accessible Event again is because you guys are offering a special from now to the end of December. So go ahead and tell us what that is. Yes, from now, uh, as of December 1st, actually, through December 31st, we're offering what's called an Accessible Event Basic Account. And this is an Accessible Event Account, which allows up to three attendees per meeting. So you can have one person who is hosting the meeting and up to three people who are attending that meeting. And it is for personal use. You don't want to be... A, uh, a university or something like that, but if you are a student at a university, this is certainly uh, perfect to use as a uh, a personal subscription to accessible event. And uh, you want to you want to get these things while they're hot because on December thirty first, the ability to sign up for that does end. However, it is worth mentioning that. 
even though the ability to sign up does end, once you have your account, you have it forever. Now, back to what I was going to mention uh, and wanted to cover that before I, I moved forward, but talking about um, ways to use the product or the program that maybe are a little bit outside the box, we are actually using Accessible Event right now to do this interview. And I kind of, as I was thinking about it, thought about, hey, if I had an interview, especially, you know, normally you and I might do this uh, via Skype or something like that, but if I had an inter interview, say, a product release, and maybe several members of the team, uh, development team, and maybe a couple of beta testers wanted to talk about the product, um, I could actually conduct an interview using Accessible Event, and um, right now I have a little small, little dinky document on the screen that has the outline of the questions that I'm asking you, and uh, you're actually able to look at that as we talk, right? Exactly, and that works very well, and that's something that I know we never really considered when developing the product was that it could be used uh, in an interview, but technically this is a meeting, and just as you said, if there's a product release or uh, if there are several questions that are going to be asked during an interview, it really helps to to keep everybody involved kind of uh, on track and give an idea of what's going to be discussed. So I think it makes a perfect tool uh, to to conduct interviews. You have some some text content to go along with the discussion that you're having, and it works out quite nicely. It's interesting. Um, the presenter can put documents on the screen. Can other people in the meeting put documents up there as well? In other words, could uh, a uh, developer of a screen reader put a PowerPoint slide up that they can see? I guess they're on their computer, though. But can they share that with other people in the meeting? They won't be able to share that content. Only the person who has control of the presentation will be able to present a document. But with that said, you can collaborate on a particular document in such a way that, uh, let's say you're having a discussion about what to be included in a product release and various team members are chiming in with things that need to go in this document, the presenter can edit that document and it is refreshed on the fly so people can see the suggestions that they've just made uh, being updated on the screen. Very nice. And of course, I mean, the the great thing about this as a standalone product is, you know, obviously visually impaired users can, can use it. But I, really, I think the thing that's probably the most impressive to me is it looks like it's as simple as running the background program, and then a sighted person goes ahead and uses whatever program they're using, go to meeting or whatever they use, and a blind person can attend the meeting, and the sighted folks really are none the wiser. They really don't care. They're just using whatever they use. You got it. Uh, whenever meetings that are done using a couple of different meeting programs take place, the presenter can send out the go-to-meeting invites, as they typically do, and they can also send out the accessible event invites with the appropriate codes as well. And the people who, uh, who want to attend using GoToMeeting, they're used to that, they can use that code, and the people who want to do accessible event can, can use that. And for, as a standalone product, it does work very well for the sighted attendees as well. There is uh, 
a view of the document, say a PowerPoint, which includes the graphics that the presenter may have uh, have included in the document. Those are there for the sighted folks to see. There is uh, video on the screen, which is obviously visible as well. So you can use it however you like. Is there anything before we wrap up that you would like to say about accessible event that we didn't that we didn't uh, touch on? There are a couple of things I'd like to mention about accessible event basic just reminding you that uh, you do have until December 31st to sign up for it and the uh, the underlying technology for the basic account and uh, any paid subscription like a personal or a corporate subscription the underlying technology is exactly the same there are a couple of things that uh, that you can't do with a basic account uh, one is that you are not able to have an archive of your event whereas when you pay for a subscription you automatically get the ability to archive both the accessible event including content and or an mp3 that you can uh, distribute to people who don't really want to see the content uh, they just want to hear the audio of the presentation but uh, aside from that you do have three attendees and as you pay for uh, a personal or corporate subscription you can get 10 attendees or 25 or uh, much more than that if you need to but uh, but again the technology which which drives accessible event is the same across the board so sign up play with it enjoy it and uh, use it in in new and interesting ways and tell us about it. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining us on Main Menu today, and uh, I'm sure we will be visiting with you again soon. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of Jeff Bishop and the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.